highlighted yet, so. Alright, I'm highlighted, so I'm going to go live. Okay. Well, welcome to Dynamite After Dark here on YouTube and LLP Radio, and Jeff, I really don't know what to think about what I just saw, so I'll I didn't like any of it. I don't know if it was a letdown from last week's amazing show. I don't know if uh, none of it resonated with me. I honestly, I, I, I don't know. I start to finish. I was not a fan of this show, of this episode. That's a fair assessment of it. I, I can't, I can't say that I'm not with there with you, but I was mostly talking about the end of the show. You know, um, it was definitely not what I was expecting. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw a guy get. So I could get 10 times of the strap, but expecting something where, you know, like between every strap, you know, MJF is talking to him, yelling at him, telling him to quit and have the microphone proud. And we didn't see much of that at all. Well, what we it got was, was more, we got, it was a lot more about Cody and, you know, Cody's reactions and Cody's friends coming out and Cody's family coming out and his coach coming out and, and then there was that one big spot, uh, Wardlow hitting him with the strap, stepping into it. But I mean, this was really, this could, this wasn't an incredible opportunity to get MGF over on the mic, and they completely blew it, in my opinion. Well, he's already over on the mic, so it wouldn't have done much more to improve his status. The the wrong, thing that I wrong wrong things that we said they shouldn't be they shouldn't be going to commercial when he's when he's on the microphone. The no, they sh- and, and they, they shouldn't. This, but and they did exactly. The, they did basically the same thing tonight, where they basically handicapped him. You know, they they put a muzzle on him almost, where he wasn't playing to the crowd the way that he should. Be. So I, I don't I don't think he's I don't think we've gotten to see as we should have, as a live you know the live audience does, but not us television viewers. And I think they blew it again tonight with that. Well, I blew it with this entire spot. I mean, first of all a fan of ending the show on a segment. I've never been a fan of ending any show on a segment. And this is now the second time in what, three, four weeks they've done. Also literally anybody that saw the, um, flip Gordon caning two years ago, saw exactly the same thing happen. This well, was almost done much better because Bully Ray was screaming at him the whole time. This time, I mean, MJF was talking to him, but was talking to him quietly one-on-one, basically saying, get stay down, you know, whatever. He wasn't screaming at him to quit or give up or anything like that. But, I mean, it was it was all in a way the extra people coming down to the ring in waves to give him encouragement and him flipping him off the final couple of times. And it it. it was lit this was almost a play by play version of exactly what Flip Gordon went through two years ago when Bully Ray caned him. You know, you and I are, are biased on this because we're our experience with you know experience with Flip Gordon and we of course we were doing the ECW you know history shows so we saw, we saw just freshly in our minds the caning by Sam to Tommy Dreamer. But this certainly felt really tame by comparison um well this was also like on national TV. comparison and and there was hardly any blood which you would expect a guy's getting hit into the strap i mean there was like a little bit of blood on his thumbnail and that was about it it was just there was really a lot of though 
What's that? There was a lot of welts. I mean, you can't control that, and it's not like being hit with a, um, a wooden stick like like Flip was with the cane. It's not going to necessarily break the skin when it's just a leather strap. But with the welt that he had, he was getting hit. I, it wasn't cutting. It just wasn't breaking the skin. Um, they can't control it with a belt, but if they if they, if they have the like the regular leather strap that we've seen in those in those strap matches, I think he would have bled. I understand the choice. Of yeah, more than like regular leather belt. I, it was supposed. Uh, to yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't, and maybe it was tamed down because this is a national audience. This I don't. I, I I'm in, I'm in disagreement of this segment even taking place to begin with. It was a stupid stipulation to begin with. It was not well. I don't like the placement of it. I, there's nothing about this that I like, and it's not, you know, not just this. I felt like, I felt like they had missteps throughout the entire show, with the exception four man tag continuation of, um. Page for some reason not ends with his friends, or it just that was a, that was a fairly decent match. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot, of, a whole lot at home about in this entire show. The genie, SCU, and the best friends to, being trotted gonna, out there again. You can make fun of Yuka Sakazaki if you want to, but she's a phenomenal wrestler. We saw her in that great, in that great. In oh, she is, but she's dressed like a genie. <laughs> and you had said a couple of weeks ago that when someone's making their debut, they should win the match, and she wins the match. So you should right, you and should they did. Some, and and, and I'm not Britt Baker over a, over as as a you know a, a dastardly villainous brute heel. So I don't have any problems at all with what happened in the women's match. No, I I don't have problems with it either. But maybe it was that she was dressed like a genie. Who cares? So that was. It it to me I it, no it, it I, I don't it's not a deal she just was dressed like a genie <laughs> I don't the match itself was decent there was no nothing inherently wrong with it it's just that she was dressed like a genie that was well, my only thing yeah so uh the bunny dresses like a sadomasochist woman so what yeah. I don't know. I, I I think you let superficialities take take hold of you sometimes. I'm not saying that there was anything inherently wrong with the match. I'm not saying that there it was a bad match. I'm just saying she was dressed like a genie. It's just well, a joke, over. dude. That's why she's gonna be dressed every time she's out there. <laughs> it's just a joke. Relax. No. This show took away my ability to relax. It was not a good show. I mean, there's no two ways around that. It just was not a good show. No, I, I, I enjoyed the pack segment with Riho and uh, and Nyla Rose coming out and powerbombing Rio through the table again. Um, I enjoyed the Darby Allen vignette. I thought that was really well done. And you know, it's, it's great that he's setting his sights on um, on Sammy Guevara because and, and maybe maybe we're going to get a Sammy singles match on a pay per view for the first time. That'd be hopefully that'd be awesome. that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Um. I, I totally agree with JR. It, it, and I totally, you know, I, I I had tweeted out earlier this week that I was going to stop piling on JR and I was going to like watch the show and evaluate how much he irritated me versus how much he contributed to the show. And tonight, he barely irritated me at all. And I thought he did, I thought he did a solid job tonight on commentary. And I thought exactly the same thing he did during the Best Friends versus SCU match. Like, you've got the advantage, you're about to win the match, but instead of going for the finish. Let's hug in the middle of the ring, you know. 
Yeah, it's it's a, it's not a very good. I, I'm just worn out on both those teams, to be honest. I, I don't understand how um, SCU is still considered the number one contender. I get it. They were the champs, but they lost. You go back to the back of the line, work your way up. Um, that's just the way that, that the world works. Right, but they said that they were 8-1 um, and, and since they started 0-2, so it doesn't make sense that they would be the top contenders still because they still have the best record. Yeah, and, and that's... I, I don't know. I just I've always been a little indifferent on that. Maybe it's just the fact that I'm sick and tired of seeing them, which is probably more likely the possibility. And I'm also I'm in the same boat with best friends. I, I'm just it, 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 you get worn out on people when you watch the same matches every single time. And with both those teams, it's the same matches. It it really truly is, especially with best friends. I mean, best friend builds to their stupid hug in the middle of the in the middle of the ring. It's funny you say and they that run because, through the... because when that match started, I was like, and as the match was progressing, I, just, I was like, didn't we just see this match last week? And it and it took me until the, almost the very end of the match to realize, oh no, last week it was SCU versus the Hybrid too. <laughs> right. You know, but I, I really felt yeah. like we had and, just and seen this you know, we get the thing we we literally get. Exact same thing out of um, best friends and you every single time they're in the ring. It's it's almost the same formula. And we were talking, you know, we talked like, yeah, last night about formulas. And out of these guys, it's the same formula. It, it's got to get to a point where we need to start seeing some of the other matchups and not these two tag teams on every single week. It's one or the other every single week, just to get different people. Uh, maybe it's time for for us to get a hybrid versus or uh, you know a hybrid two versus um you know lucha brothers or something like that as opposed to scu and best friends being out there every week speaking of the lucha brothers you mentioned that eight-man tag that was a pre- that was a pretty damn good match and it had some great character moments from everybody in it and some uh, phenomenal stuff by our boy Rick. yeah that was the highlight of the night um but yep they announced there's a tag team title match for next week and like you mentioned, SCU are still the number one contender, so they're getting the t- they're getting the tag team title shot. They're getting a, they're a rematch for the titles, which I which I hate those instant those instant rematch things. I think you and I both do. Um, but Fien- uh, um, excuse me, Pentagon pinned Hangman Page in the middle of the ring clean in this match. They hold a victory over the tag team champions. They should be the ones getting the tag title shot next week. Yeah, not I SCU. Hey, but then again, we wouldn't get our we wouldn't our week SCU on there if, if that was the case. And we got to have one of these two teams on there every single week. Yeah. We wouldn't have our our weekly SCU um, segment if they you know if they didn't get the title match. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I also the Moxley the Moxley match that again there was nothing inherently wrong with the match it was a fairly decent match it just and Jericho and Guevara on the mic was fun but it, it just it, the whole eye for an eye thing and now we've got Santana wanting a piece of Moxley and another eye for an eye is just everybody going to be blind in this feud by the end of it they're either going to be blind or they won't be able to see one or the other one or the other <laughs> perfect <laughs> I don't know I it's just 
I, I get it. Mox is a lunatic, and Jericho did an amazing job of getting an already guy over, even more so, just in his commentary. Um, and I, you know, Guevara was fun kissing Jericho's ass on the mic, or you know, on commentary as well. I, I, I liked that segment. I liked, the, like I said, there was nothing awful about the match. I just wasn't a fan of the ending. Um, I did, you know, looking at the pluses of the show, that that match was a plus until the ending. The, that eight-man match was a plus. Um, the segments with Pac and Omega and or Pac and Omega and Darby Allen were pluses. You know, so they, they did have some goodness in this show. I just, maybe comparing it to last week, where last week everything was a home run. I think this week kind of missed in a few spots, and it, and it suffered because of it also i'm such i i hate having those i hate having segments ending the show i i just can't stand it it's it, it the show needs to end on a with a main event not with a segment well, so i've never been a fan of that i'm okay with it happening every once in a while but like you said we just had it a month ago, you know like three weeks ago so having it two times in four weeks is a, is a bit much um right and you know the the as far as the eye thing, you know, I I think it did set up a great Jericho moment too, where Jericho's out there later on, and he says, "Did you not see what just happened out <laughs> there? How could you know what kind of a person would try to take somebody's eye out? What kind of a person would use a spike to try to take somebody's eye out? What kind of person would try to end somebody's career like that? And it's like <laughs> you're like the biggest hypocrite on the planet right now, Jericho. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good moment. I did laugh pretty hard. Another. another it uh, was when Matt came up and stole the hangman's uh, beer saying this is we know what the problem is is you know and took his beer and walked off um, and that actually got me thinking a little bit later especially after he pulled out the pitcher and started chugging it if I I must have missed I that somehow. don't when, when know did that, happen? that they uh, it was in between one um I think it was right before the the MJF bit. Okay, yeah, and I had to run to the bathroom before. Uh, okay, where so they I had a ba- hangman was having I'll hangman was having a backstage interview. Um, yeah, hey, uh, Page was having a backstage inter- interview. The Bucks came up and uh, you know trashed him, told him that he's got to you know start making tags and start doing teamwork, or he's going to lose the titles. And and then Matt said, "Oh, I know what your problem is." Grabbed his beer and walked off. And then hangman grabbed a pitcher of beer and just started chugging it. And after seeing that, it got me thinking that they're not going to be able to turn Hangman heel. It's not going to happen. He is way too over with the crowd no matter what he does. And the if he's going to turn heel, it's going to be by attacking one of the elite, more than likely Kenny Omega who I don't know as over as Kenny is, as beloved as Kenny is, I don't know with how over Hangman and his current character is if that's going to turn him heel. I don't want him to be. I just don't think it is, no matter how brutal the attack is. I want him to be an anti-hero. I want him to be an in-between guy. I want him to to just be a guy going his own way. Yeah, and that's... That's kind of that's kind of what he is now. It's just he's an antihero. But if their if their end game plan is to turn him to have a um, you know, to have a match or a series of matches, whatever, against Omega, it's just not going to work. He's too over to to turn heel by by attacking Omega. 
no matter how he does it. Did you see that sign in the crowd tonight, by the way? That was great. During that eight-man I missed it. It said Alki and Omega. I, I totally missed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really fun. I love that. Yeah, and, and the women's match was actually fairly decent, too, which is hard to say out of a Britt Baker match. But it was nice seeing her be a heel without trashing the announcers for a change. Yeah, thought, the other I thing Chelsea I noticed Baker, I is... Chelsea Baker did a pretty decent job being a heel tonight. Oh, but I can't call the other one a genie lookalike. Anyway, another thing that I did... My point, my point was you're not going to have to get used to it because it's going to keep happening. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, but you know, then again, the way NXT, he was Britt booking Green. is we probably won't see this. You know, last week last week on NXT, Britt Green lost her debut. And then this week, you know, Chelsea Baker you know, did a pretty good job against Yuka Sakazaki. And the only problem with is the way that they uh, book that women's division is we're probably not going to see her again until All Out. So I'll be all amazed about the genie outfit again then. Oh, yeah. That's a fair point. Because once again, there was only one women's match. Sakasa, Sakasaki or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, and I get it, but at least they had, you know, a women's match and a woman's segment. So it was okay. I, I'm not going to completely hate on it. You know, they got Nyla Rose in, they got Rio in, even though Rio, they probably could have just had a cardboard cutout stand in for Rio because she didn't, I didn't think she blinked that entire segment, did he? She just you kind know, of stood there stone-faced while Pac was cutting his promo, and then she got power-bombed into a table, not through it, into it, because she only weighs like 90 pounds. You know, I, I, would not, I would not be surprised if the title changes hands next week, but it's not going to matter really. either way. Rio hasn't been on, the, on TV for three weeks. Nyla's barely been on for the last nope. what, two months. And there's like no heat in that division at all right now besides Chelsea Baker. It's just completely, you know, dead in the water, in my opinion. We haven't we haven't even seen the Nightmare Collective well, for a couple of years. You know, they've been right? building and I you know, and yeah, exactly. And just speaking of Nightmare Collective, they've been building this weird little gimmick with Brandy Rhodes and she came out completely out of character because her husband was getting whipped. Right. I, as much as I, I understand why they went for the feel-good moment i also feel like that was a misstep they needed to keep her in her character and maybe not run her out there in front of everybody i get it that's her husband and everything but to watch her after the way she's been since awtv's to watch her run out there crying um to give support to her husband was so out of character it it almost put that whatever she's doing on hold took it back a few steps definitely you, they they should have made it you more can't clear. if they were going to do something like this they should have been they should have had it planned in advance they should have made it made it more clear over the last several weeks that there's two different personalities to to brandy Rhodes. instead of having her be this sadistic whatever she is um with the nightmare collective and then watch her run out sobbing and crying and grabbing her husband's hand in this episode Exactly. I think that was a huge misstep uh, for her character too. 
it just there there was just too many and uh, i like i said i hate to hate to really hate on it i i don't know if i'm um comparing it more towards last week's episode which like i said was an a plus episode everything worked last week this week a few missteps but it's weekly tv at least they were throwing something out there trying to see if it would work um i don't get why they did an exact replica of the flip gordon caning that doesn't make sense to me but i it is what it is it is what it is but at the same time i i do i think it's i think it was a terrible way to do that segment because to me they just threw cold water on a on a hot feud by doing it the way they did you know, I I no longer really care yeah, it didn't I, do and, much, and it, and it was what I was looking forward to the most coming into the show. Well, with the way with how fire uh, with how on fire both those guys have been on on the mic, especially Cody, I don't think we needed to really more sympathy for him or his character. You know, he he's he's already the sympathetic character. This was unnecessary. To have him look the way that he did, and to have him, you know, he made fun of the whole caning thing in it, and to have him go out there and sell the the lashes, like this brutal. I mean, I get it. You know, you get slapped with a leather belt. Believe me, I you know, I used to get beat with a leather belt all the time. I know how much it hurts. But he was already over as that sympathetic character. This was not a necessary necessary thing for him well maybe it is long term you know you know maybe you know because because we all we know that he's already lost his chance to be world champion you know maybe this is all part of a hero's journey for you know that's a year down the road where he finally gets his shot at the championship again um you know we we'll have to see long term if, it, if it's if it's a good idea or not but i certainly didn't think it came off well tonight um speaking no, of, you know, I one more thing i, I wanted to mention is you know we, we were we're we don't know when it's coming, but they said you know coming soon is the exalted one. Any ideas who that's going to be? I mean, I would love for it to be Luke Harper, honestly, or you know Brody Lee. I as he would be on the Indies. But I was thinking that because Brody Lee has signed with AEW and he would be a great member of the Dark Order and a great leader of the Dark Order, and give that. Um, stable a little bit of legitimacy that they don't seem to have right now. Mm-hmm. So when I when I heard he was he had signed, that was my first thought that he would be um, that he would fit that role pretty well. Oh yeah, see, I didn't even know he had signed. So, um, yeah, it, it was on Twitter. I think Ryan actually tweeted it that he saw that he had signed and he said how good of a fit they would be. Perfect. Maybe he. Um, I don't know. I guess I other, didn't really look it up. So entirely sure. You know that would be a hell of a swerve. That really, really would be a hell of a swerve. And it would fit his whole, you know, his old version of the Paul Angel character, where he was like the dark priest, and um, you know, he was giving last rites to people, and you know, he had the like the dark shadow eye makeup, and and all that stuff. So you know, those are my those are my two thoughts of who could be the exalted one: Christopher Daniels, 
in a in a turn or Luke Harper coming in. I prefer Luke Harper honestly, just because just because Daniels is so, you know, in, in, towards the end of his career, whereas Luke Harper still has you know plenty of gas left in the tank, and has never really gotten the big shot he should have. Okay, it's not it's not reported that he's signed, but it's reported that uh, the rumor mill is that he's debuting with AEW in March. Okay, and that comes from Meltzer. All right. <clears throat> yeah, Meltzer's saying that he's um, the plan is for him to is for Harper to debut on the March 18th edition of AEW Dynamite from Harper's hometown in New York, Rochester, New York. Interesting. I, I so, was telling. Uh, I mean that. Speaking of speaking of March episodes, I was I was telling my wife that. I need to, I might need to take another business trip to Colorado in March because on my birthday they're going to be in Denver. <laughs> that's all right. That's funny. Um, yeah, I hate to I hate to bring this up. I don't think we're going to be able to do the show after. I, I'm having major YouTube issues. It's not streaming well. It's choppy. We might have to postpone our M um, and M thing. That's Just right. on a side note. Yeah, I've noticed that you're, you've been lagging a bit behind me as well. So yeah, um, it's I'm having major major YouTube issues tonight. All right, well, you know things happen. It's okay. Yeah. Um, well, what else was I? What else was I going to? Say? Oh, you know, the, the, yeah, this this just you know, it's, it's it was a poor episode. I thought tonight, crowd had basically no energy. I felt like you know, I felt like it wasn't wasn't it was one of the worst crowds I've ever had to this point, and. But I, but I'm still looking forward to next week. Next week they've already got you know big stuff lined up. So Rio's defending the the women's championship. Our boys Hangman and Page. I'm sorry, Hangman and Omega are defending the World Tag Team Championships. And then we've got the STO cage between Wardlow and Cody next week. So great stuff lined up. Well, folks, it looks like we've lost Jeff, and you know we've already had, we've already you know I think I think covered as much as we, we can for tonight's show. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and sign off here. You know, check us out on Patreon. You know, for for ten bucks a month, you can hear you can hear everything that everything that we do. There's other there's also a few other tiers out there where you can listen to some of the other stuff that we do. Check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Kingdom of Honor. You can reach Jeff on Twitter at Regicope, R-E-E-J-E-C-O-A-P. You can reach me at Zanman, L-O-P. And make, you, make sure you stay tuned to all the other L-O-P radio shows. Uh, tomorrow night will be M's L-O-P radio adventure. On Friday is NW of the Wake of Series series. And then we'll be back with you on Tuesday with Kingdom of Honor talking about the new beginning in Osaka. Until next time, we'll try to do better next time. time. This is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and I'll say bye from my buddy Jeff.